Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Recorded live. And praise the true and living God. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for being with us. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' holy, wonderful, ah, exciting name. Thank you for being with us again today. And yes, today we want to talk a little about love. And not only will we talk a little about love, we just want to talk a lot about love. Because love is, is it. That, this is the way to this is the way to get into eternal life even. So we have a few scriptures, uh, verses we want to go into. But first, uh, in one of my books I just wrote down, Knowing the Value of True Love, the first thing I put up was that this is one of the most misused words in the dictionary, in the whole encyclopedia even. You know, it's like love, okay? Sometimes we don't even, no, not sometimes, many times. We don't even look at love. We don't even look at the meaning of love. We just say, oh, you know, I love you. Oh, I care. I love you. Okay, thank you. I love you back. I love you more. And then not even thinking about what it means or what it means to you or what it means for you. But let's get into the real deal about love. Let's get into not just say a word because even one of the scriptures says that if you see somebody in need and you say, uh, you know, like I love you and everything and, and uh, go be warm and, and don't give a person need, you know, okay, except for instance, you see a person suffering and you don't even ask that, you know, what can I do for you? They could be having a heart attack. They could be uh, being suffering from dehydrating or something, anything. And then you just say, oh, well, you know, I'll pray for you. Yeah, okay, pray, good, but in the meantime, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? One time I had some friends, I'd say when I was working at the soup kitchen, right? Guy called me early one morning, I'm telling you. It's like about 8 o'clock in the morning. Mike, I was suffering. He and his girlfriend laying up, dehydrating. I mean, they had been drugging and drinking or whatever, and they laying up, and they, and they realized that they're in trouble. So I had to go to the supermarket early that morning, and I got this stuff for the babies, electrolyte um, type stuff, right, and some orange juice. You know, at least take it to them so to get them started. Then pick some, give them some breakfast. Now you're on your own. So when you get up, then I have to, like, look here. Yeah, you know better than that. Come on. You know, after a while, ain't nobody going to be around to help you. So these are some of the things that we do a look at when we're talking about love. And one in the scripture that we're going to give tonight, one of the scriptures coming from Colossians 3rd chapter, it's talking about it has to be a heartfelt thing. See, we just tell them about, okay, I love you, but then where is it coming from? And one of the things uh that I can explain to people about about love 
is a caring. You've got to care. You've got to have that compassion. You've got to have that, wow, I, you know, I really, really need to let you know that I am concerned about what's happening with you. And I did a story that I posted in my LinkedIn, and it's about uh, a cherry tomato <laughs> teaching humility. And this way it's like, okay, I was on a flight to the Far East when I was in the service, and we had lunch because at those days the government was contracting flights from uh, uh, milit- um, from commercial airlines, you know what I mean? Pan Am was was a mostly uh, used uh, airline from the government. Anyway, so now we're on this flight, leaving Hawaii, on the way to Guam, and lunchtime they serve. Now, they had a salad. I don't know what the entree was and everything, but it had two cherry tomatoes on it. Now, I don't know nothing about cherry tomatoes. We used to raise tomatoes on the farm now, y'all. But they were big tomatoes, you know, I mean, slice them, put them on a sandwich, eat them, and everything. But these little bitty old brown tomatoes, I didn't know about those tomatoes and anything. Anyway, anyway, I was sitting next to this gentleman, um, officer, white suit. I bit into that tomato, and it all straight line across this man's suit, seeds and juice. Ruin the man's suit because he couldn't do anything about it because if you wipe it down, you make a larger stain, and the stain was already standing out because red on white stands out with all these, you know, it was like, and we had three hours to go before we made another stop uh, to fuel and everything, right? But the man was so compassionate. The man was so forgiving. Don't worry about it, son. Now, I don't know, maybe he's thinking about, I'm on my way to Vietnam, but which I didn't go to Vietnam, I went to another uh, outposts like, but still, we're in a war zone. Anything can happen. We had spies and snipers and everything all over the place. So it's no wonder, you know, so many people didn't come back, I'm telling you. And it was a heartbreaking thing. But anyway, this man was so compassionate. He was ministering to me because I'm, I'm upset. So this is how it happened. So when I get back home, after going through a whole lot of trials, tribulations, troubles, addictions, and bad news, and bad this and bad that and everything, and seems like I can't go on farther, what do you do? Call on Jesus. You go to church, right? So I go to church. The first day of going back to church, I sit in the back of the, back of the, uh, the place, right? And this lady was sitting next to me with a baby in her lap. And getting into the music and everything, wow, it's been a long time since I heard this type of music and stuff, you know what I mean? And it's just something that gets you because it's anointing and everything, right, at the time. And uh, this baby up all this breakfast on my nice, pretty blue suit, light blue suit that is. You know, with his eggs and milk and cereal and I don't know what else is coming in. But anyway, so I'm concerned about the baby. I'm laughing. I am cracking up because now it's like it came back to me about the man that was so forgiving and so compassionate. And this is what I'm trying to say now about love, about sometimes things can happen to us that's maybe uh, not 
too good, a disappointment, uh, things that maybe a mistake or something. And we look at it like, oh, my God, isn't that up? We get all upset. We get mad. We get deterred. We get all beside ourselves and everything, not knowing. Who knows, down the road, this might come back to you in such a way where you know, this has happened before. And that's why when I call my book Deja Vu, Searching for True Love. And I'm not here to promote my book. Yeah, I am. But anyway, so anyway, like what I'm trying to say is that now we know that love has to come from the heart. We can say I love you because talk is cheap and talk is a dime and not even a dime a dozen but a penny per pound. But when you go to John 14, and Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And my commandment is whatever I command you, commandment. If we think that, well, as long as we keep the Ten Commandments, everything's cool. Well, remember uh, the guy that had a lot of money, and he asked Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus told him to keep the commandments. And the man said, which one? And Jesus told him a few commandments. And the man said, well, I've been doing these all my life. But guess what? Guess what? He hadn't been doing it because he lied because there are other things to do. Because one thing about it, keeping the commandments is good, but as Jesus come along and the gospel on the grace of the new covenant of God through uh, the New Testament, so to speak, is that whatever he commands you is his commandment. It's like an order, an instruction, uh, something to do. I command you. So anyway... So he said, if you keep my commandments, those who love me, keep my commandments. And then he said, those who love me, keep my word. He just broke it right on down to it. Uh, keep my teaching and my saying. So now, when we do what the Lord tells us to do, but just don't do it in such a way, because even in one of the other scriptures it says that, as unto the Lord with enthusiasm. We can't just say, well, Lord, have mercy. It's just like going to work on a job that we don't like. Going to work on a job whereas I can't wait until paycheck, payday come. Going on a job and say, that, oh, I'd be so glad when 4 o'clock comes when I can get up out of here. I'm thinking about this, thinking about that. And you're working on the machine and something makes you know you're probably going to cut your hand off or something. But that's not the way that God is talking about the love that he wants and desires from us. He wants us to love him just like he said, I love you. He wants to love him in a such a way as where is, I know my God. <laughs> to have that faith in right now. So Jesus said, if you ask anything of the Father, I will do it that the Father be glorified in the Son. Jesus wants the Father to be glorified in him because he said he always points towards the Father. If you see the Father, you see me. If you see me, you see the Father. Good, because I and the Father are one. And Jesus wants us to be one with him. So that means that me, Jesus, and God are one. And the Holy Spirit, one. And then if those who are in Christ, in Christ, in the body, we are me, are, if you said the person and myself, and Jesus, one. So those who are united with Christ become one spirit with him. But anyway, when we start to having that sincere desire and that love in our hearts, oh, 
you don't know the things that we can do. Because Jesus even said, even in John 15, verse 14, he said, and the works that I do, the works that I do, and greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Now, Jesus already just, is just blending out there. When you have that love in your heart, when you really care about somebody, when you really be concerned about somebody, a concern about the situation, a concern about life and or what about the life, well, are you saved? You know that the Lord is with you. And tell somebody something to be, uh, to be encouraged with, or inspiration with. Because I know the other morning we was on a uh, prayer service, and they said, well, anybody have a praise report? Now, if that was today, I have two praise reports back-to-back. Because I went over to, uh, see, like on Thursdays, I go to the soup kitchen at lunchtime, around noontime, and we do a little Bible study, and, and somebody, you know, open up the door so people inside that want to come in and sit for an hour or whatever, and we just talk about the take of Scripture or a message or something and go through that and just expound on it and this and that and other. And today, lo and behold, I hadn't been there in three weeks, you know, due to medical problems, issues, situation, this and that and the other. And this guy was in there, and I almost blew a gasket. One of the guys that was in there that I used to sit at the table with, and we used to talk about the Bible. He, You know how so those people that know the Bible more than you sometimes, and they talk about this and that and the other and everything, but he would never go into the room. The day he was there and he was talking, he, I mean, the brother went there. He was talking. He still hasn't been inside. His mother passed away, left him a house, and the house is still vacant. He and his sister, and he's still homeless because he wants to be. This wow. is something I don't know uh, about the mentality of some of these people, but this man Uh-oh. has been homeless for almost 20 years. He's in his uh, upper 30s now. He was a teenager when he left home, and he has been homeless. So today is the first time he's been into a Bible meeting, and I was like, Oh my God! Hey, I almost shot. Mm, uh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord! Yeah, help me out here now, right now. But my that's just the idea that He's there. You know what I mean? And because of we've been praying, we've been asking people to come on into the study, to the Bible study, Bible group. Come on into this, to the you know the, the, the group, the yada yada, all this good stuff. And uh, we've been talking, and just the idea that prayer. We've been praying day by day by day. The Lord, cover those who are outside. Cover those who don't know you. Help them to come inside to get to know you. See, and that's another thing, too, with love. Because so one thing about in, uh, 1 Corinthians 8 and 3, the Lord said that, no, oh, if you love me, no, oh, if you love me, you know me, and you're known by me. See, once we know God, but have to know him through love. So the people talking about, well, I love Jesus. I love God. Well, how do you know? And they can't tell you. We woke me up this morning. I want to hear, I love God because I keep his word, because I am with him and he's in me. And I'm in here and said with confidence, 
Say it with the boldness. Say it with enthusiasm. And say it with meaning. You know what I mean? So therefore, ah, hallelujah. That's how we have to really get to go with this thing. Practice it. Expound on it. Pray on it. Ask for the help. Ask for the help. Build you up day by day by day. Building up one another. Strengthening each other. Ah. Just they said, the Bible says, if you ain't gathering, you're scattering. It's either one or the other. You can't love two masters. So therefore, let's come to the Lord Jesus. And then when we go to Colossians 3, it says that, ah, put on love. They bind everything together perfectly. See, love is a binding agent. Ah, it's better than cement when you're making yeah, mortar for bricks. Ah, it's a binding. And it said, put away all that other stuff, the garbage. Put it away. But then it says a list of things also that he said, and this is what some of you used to do. So just because we don't come to earth, come to the Lord with our uh, golden chariot, white satin, uh, walking through the daffodils, mm, in the tulip, in the meadowland, hallelujah, and all of that, singing praises unto our God, but some of us came to the Lord all messed up. We came to the Lord bent down. We came to the Lord shaking and funky, just like this young man to do it today. Yeah, you smell him a mile away, but he sure enough came into the meeting this day. Hallelujah. Mm. And then I went to another place. This lady, she works as a government job. And she's been asking questions about, you know, about the Lord, about the Bible, this and that and the other. And today, I've been, I was just talking to her. And so she said something about uh, how does she know about, how would she know about the calling? And I said, well, it's calling is something like a, uh, when the Lord, when you're born, you're born with aptitudes and you're born with, different little things that help you to draw like what you want to do in life. You know what I mean? As, as what's called uh, talented. You know, if you're talented this, talented that, and whatever, these are some things. Then there's, uh, in, in between those two things, then there might be different categories. So he, he, then you can redefine these things into smaller areas. Into, now he can be precise into what you're calling to be. But then he puts it in a broad spectrum so you know about what you're supposed to do and everything. And then I said, once you start to study in the scripture and start to praying, the Lord would speak to you through something that you got a desire to do. And then here comes some people. Here, he always going to send you some people. Yeah, yeah, Lord, hallelujah. He's going to send you some people that help you to be motivated, help you to be, like, redefined into something definitely. So, see, God knows how to speak to you. Just like the devil talks to you, God can talk to you too. You know what I mean? But then Amen. sometimes he'll send a prophet to to tell you, you know what, sister or brother? Ah, look, I feel that God is getting ready to use you mightily. And then you're like, oh, yes, Lord. Ah, ah, what a revelation. So, therefore, my brothers and sisters, we, we must by all means take a hold of the word of God. Take a hold of his goodness. And don't just say, 
I love you and not knowing what love means. So we can know, we can understand what love means. We can understand love at all times because we put it in our heart, have that heartfelt thing. See, the world look at your outer appearance, but God will show enough to kick your heart in a heartbeat. And then we come to that unconditional love, the agape love, the love that will go beyond mutual affection, that go beyond brotherly love, that makes you have a increase, a crease in the desire to show that compassion. Yeah, that's what we just got to talk about, compassion. Just like the man on the plane a long time ago, having compassion, having concern. And then when it came back, came to me at the at the camp meeting the first day I go to church, and the baby puked up on me, had compassion, didn't get mad, didn't get upset. I ain't worried about these clothes. What about your child? Maybe you need some water or something. See, that's why we're concerned. So when we go through some trials, when we go through some disappointment, when we go through things that don't seem right, look back, look somehow. Just wait. Be patient. It's going to come back to you. Deja vu. If something's going to come back to you to say that, you know, seems like I've been here before. Ha, now you know what to do, how to work it, and what's it, what's it going to be all about. So, my brothers and sisters, this day, this day, put that love on. Go through uh, Corinthians and let, let, let it be known that, see, love is patient. Love don't, don't, don't. Uh, of how you say, puff up the self. Love ain't proud. And then, love is like one of those things that says, yes, I'm here for you. And love is not going to be arrogant and boastful. Ah, yes. See, love is going to say, well, brothers and sisters, keep trying. Don't give up. And if they give up, it's on them, but you still don't give up on them. Every once in a while, you know, people always say, well, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep uh, helping people? Why do you keep doing it? It seems like I got to. You've got to be there for them, praying for them. And if they're in the need, I ain't talking about those just say, hey, bro, you know, let, let me have a dollar and uh, so I can go get a Lucy or let me have a, <laughs> you know what I mean, or something like that, a sandwich. I'm talking about some people who really, I don't know why they spend their money, and then they out there getting ready to get thrown out of the house or get out of the house, and yeah, you come running to you to help you to get them some shelter. But that's what the Lord said. Give it to them and don't even ask for it back. What, Lord? What? Yep, my Lord. <laughs> but, hey, wow. God, knows, God knows how to handle the Scripture because he wrote the Scripture. And then he's going to put something back to you. But well, he said, ain't nobody left a uh, mother or father, uh, uh, did this and did that for the sake of the kingdom, and didn't get a hundredfold back in return. So we just have to keep holding on. And just because things don't happen to us the way we think it's going to happen, but hold on. As long as the Lord is in us, or greater is in us, the he that is in us and he that's in the world. Ah, so don't let that word, that one that's in the world, dictate to you, distract you, and hold you down and hold you back. Because 
My God is awesome. And just like he said, and greater things will you do. Because he said that no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, of the thoughts of man can imagine of the things that those who love the Lord. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, if you love God, if you love God, doing his will, helping others, praying, and talking with him, and just asking him for help, yeah, because the devil's going to come at you and mess with you so bad. You're going to need some help. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry, y'all. <laughs> God's going to put it to you. You're going to need some help. Help me. That dude, that little pretty dude that got thrown out of heaven, he on the war path, and he don't care. He come only to kill, steal, and destroy. So that love that we have, it's going to be the binding agent. That love that we have is going to be the covering. He said love covers a multitude of wrongdoing, a multitude. So let's come to get that love in our hearts, get that love in us so that we can hold on to love, practice that love, and love is going to bring us through every, every, every time, every time and every day. And then we're going to see some testimonies. We're going to see those people coming in little by little. We don't even, sometimes we don't even have to ask them anymore, but once we show that love, show that, uh, that, that person about how God is, and then they start to, like, all right, I, I, I believe that because it's our, our testimony, our walk, and then, let your walk equal your talk. You talk it bad, you better walk it bad because God is good and he watches and he's over you and he's with you. Ah, let the Lord be with you. Let the Lord guide you. And so when we come to know these things, hold on to them and practice that agape type love, unconditional. Because see, nowadays, even our children, we, we, we let them come up uh, saying that, okay, love, well, I love you, and then they ask you for something, you give it to them, and they think that every time that you say, I love you, that you're supposed to give them something. See, we got to start teaching our children that just because I say I love you, that doesn't mean you gotta get, that you've got to get a reward because they're going to start expecting that. And when they get out there in that world and somebody say, oh, baby, you're so cute. You're so beautiful. I just love you to death. And then they give you the whole house. Oh, my God. Help us, help us, help us. So that's where we have to watch out. Watch out. And then we say we love you. Explain it to other children. Yeah, love something from the heart. Sometimes I have I love you, but if you do wrong, you got to tap you, baby. You know what I mean? Because the Lord said he punished all that he received. Mm, mm, mm. But he punishes in love. He he chastises us. And chastising ain't ain't cute with the Lord because he said punishment is, is a pain right now. So anyway, let us come to have that uh, godly love, love unconditional love so that we don't have to expect things and people don't have to expect things from us. 
just because we say we love them. Uh, we love. But let that love be genuine. Let the love be truthful. Put away that garbage, that jive, the talk, the, the con, the game. We put away that mess and walk upright and holy before the Lord. And another thing, too, that really happens, <laughs> and sometimes it's like, say, wow, it's also in my book, right? I was uh, going to church. That's how I going to church now, you know what I mean? The whole time the enemy said, well, you know, brother, man, you know, you're in church now, and, and uh, you know, you're leaving the street and everything, and these little girls will be waiting on you, and, you know, you can't be doing that no more, this and that and the other. You know, yeah, I know. He said, now, if I were you, I would go sow them a wild oak and get it over with. And I was fool enough to go get a bag of goats and took it to somebody's house. And this person used that dope about 2 o'clock in the morning. And she's talking about, uh, I ain't doing nothing tonight. What? I ain't doing nothing. So I got that now. I got to leave. And when I left out to walk down the street, a fear came over me. Now I know that God has got mad with me. This this is a fear that didn't happen to you, right? God got mad with me, and I don't know what to do. And I want to call a cab you go three blocks to go home with. Call a cab because I was too scared now because a monster's going to jump out on me because the devil done set me up, and and I know he's going to kill me. Because, hey, I am in the church. I done lied. I done connived. I done jived. And don't you know, from that day on, I have not used drugs because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And also in Second Corinthians 7 and 1, it said, cleanse yourself from all defilement of body and spirit and make holiness perfect in the fear of God and to respect him. Just like when we were children and it starts with thundering and lightning, my grandmama said, y'all get away from the window, turn the radio off, turn the TV off, turn the phone off, everything. You know what I mean? And sit down and be quiet. See, we have to get back into reverencing the Lord, reverencing God for the life. Not to say uh, I'm so scared, but just to respect him. Respect him know that he in his place, he in the position, and you in him because as a child, and no matter how old we are, with God we're still children. And as a child we respect him and then be mindful of what he's doing and be mindful of what we're doing. And that way, we can overcome a lot of things that we be tempted to do. Because temptation ain't no joke. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Ah, yes, Lord. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, let us come to respect him. Let us come to worship him. In spirit and truth, let's come to obey the word of the Lord and then have that love in our heart. 
because show love to God. Show love to him. And once we show that love, we come to know him. And just like a, a family, once you know him, once you know your mother and father, you know what they expect. And you know, you know how you don't have, they don't have to tell you two or three times to do something. You do it because this is what you do. This is how you do because this is your life. This is your lifestyle now. This is the way you do things now. And just because we didn't come, come to the Lord with all of this finery, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done in life, you can give it up. You can give it up. I just made a post uh, on one of my social medias saying that there is no longer word of God in Egypt to keep you in Egypt. And Egypt represents sin. So these people are talking about, oh, well, you got to sin every day. Oh, you're going to sin. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Ain't no board of God that said that you can't uh, leave Egypt. You can leave it. So every time Jesus used to heal somebody, he said, go and sin no more. Also, the scripture said, once you have uh, suffered in the flesh, you have finished your sin. Finished. That means sin is wrongdoing. You don't have to do wrong just because somebody else is doing wrong. Sin is also disobedience. You don't have to disobey just because somebody else expects that of you. <coughs> sin is also lying. You ain't got to lie. Sin is also doubt. You ain't got to doubt the word of God. And Lord, so many people are doubting the word. So let's come, for, let's come clean and come for real and be transparent. Stop doubting it. Another thing, too, is that a post is that there's no army to keep us from going into the kingdom of God. No army. The devil ain't got that many demonic spirits to keep us from going into the kingdom of God. We can cross over Jordan anytime we want to, unless want to, because he said he made a way. He's already made a way for us. Let us go over into the promised land. Let us go over into the bosom of Abraham. Let us go over into the peace of God that passes and passes all understanding. Ah, yes, love. And keep us, keep us unto his grace and unto his mercy and to his great love. Yes. So tonight, uh, we'd like to thank you for being with us again. Thank you for your time. And also, like I say, if you get a chance to uh, read the book, it might be a little heavy in the front, but after all, we didn't come to the Lord with uh, flowers and bouquets and all that stuff. Some of us came to the Lord shaking and baking, funky, and getting busy. So, you know, but we don't have to stay that way. So even the Lord said, this is what some of you used to be. And some of you used to be really rough <laughs> in bad shape. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. And and don't forget, deja vu, searching for true love. Let that true love be the love of the creator in your heart, that you walk in victory each and every day. 
Sometimes things can happen. Sometimes you're going to be disappointed. Sometimes people might mess over you or try to mess over you or hurt you, but remember the Beatitudes. Blessed are the men who've been reviled, talked about, said all kinds of things evil about for my name's sake. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So we're going to get a reward when people insult us because the insults of those who insulted you fell on Christ. Every time somebody insults you when you're in Christ, they insult God. And we don't want that to happen. So therefore, try to be mindful of what we're saying, of what we're doing, and how we do a thing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. God bless you. God keep you. And Jesus, holy, wonderful, wonderful thing. Amen and amen. So if anyone have anything they want to say or uh, talk about or discuss or whatever, we have a minute. <laughs> All right, now? Yes, no, maybe? All right, then. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.